your girl Sada Star coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life community. Before I get into today's topic, if this is your first time encountering our community, we are a community of women who are fierce, focused, and fired up. And we are dedicated to loving Jesus, living our best lives, and healing in the process. The Easy Breezy Life, we like to give you lots of recommendations and ways that you can level up in your everyday life. However, I want to encourage you to always remember that the Easy Breezy Life is a group project. Therefore, if you need a lawyer, if you need a doctor, if you need an accountant, please go get one. Sada Star and the Easy Breezy Crew ain't trying to be all of that for you. We're just trying to give you a heads up of what's out here and what you could be doing to live a better life. But everything is for education and entertainment purposes only. So get you some help, girl. All right, all right. Let's get right into this. So... (sighs) Tomorrow is November 3rd. The day that we thought would never come and yet want to see pass and then are concerned about what might happen after that. Whatever. The short of it is, please go vote, sis. Go vote. Go vote. Especially you millennials and Gen Zers. Go vote. That is that. I do also want to make sure that we take a moment to play our favorite game, which is Black Card Revoked. Here is your question for this week. This person was born on a cotton plantation in Louisiana and became a self-made millionaire after inventing a line of African-American hair care products. Was she A, Cicely Tyson, B, Harriet Tubman, C, Madam C.J. Walker, or D, Rosa Parks? I'm going to read that again. This person was born on a cotton plantation in Louisiana and became a self-made millionaire after inventing a line of African-American hair care products. Was she A, Cicely Tyson, B, Harriet Tubman, C, Madam C.J. Walker, or D, Rosa Parks? All right. If you said Harriet Tubman or Cicely Tyson or Rosa Parks, you're canceled. And if you don't know who those people are, you need to Google their names immediately. The answer to this question is Madam C.J. Walker, who actually there's a Netflix special um, talking about her journey and just like the story and the price that she had to pay. And to be sincere with you as a woman who is ambitious, Madam C.J. Walker was an alpha woman herself. Okay, but when I look at that story, all I think about is the price that she paid to become the first made millionaire. Like, there was a lot of twists and turns, and at the end of the day, like, she even sacrificed her well-being um, for her dream. And the last thing that I want is to amass wealth and then not be healthy enough or have healthy relationships that I can enjoy them with. Like, we got to be able to level up and keep healthy relationships be healthy in our physical bodies. Like I want God's definition of prosperity because the prosperity that God gives you addeth no sorrow. 
And I'm talking from the perspective of someone who loves to work, but am trying to make a conscious decision of getting my rest in and just understanding like every season isn't go season, right? That's kind of hard when you love working and you really believe in the work that you're doing and God tells you to still rest. Well, that being said, make sure you check it out on Netflix. Octavia Spencer did a fantastic job and we will be right back after this break with this week's guest. And we are back. <laughs> Joining me today is Santria Chineme, wife to the renowned African artist Ikena Chineme and loving mother of one. She is a graduate of Kane University and currently working in the medical field. Her husband and her are the founder of Arrow's Clothing Brand, a business created for their son. She is a father <laughs> of Christ and has spent several years serving in the ministry of dance, one of her many passions. One of her favorite scriptures is be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. The Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Welcome, Santria. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You on here who I commonly refer to as Jambella. Yes. <laughs> That is her IG name. I'm going to link to her IG account, both of them, um, in the episode notes. So how are you doing today in the midst of a pandemic and everything that's going on? Listen, I am enjoying being home, being a new mother. Yeah. And I, 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 I couldn't ask for a better experience, you know? Like, I, I didn't have to rush back to work. I've just been, for the past eight months, just been on mommy duty. That's it, you know, so I am loving it, I'm enjoying it, and I'm not rushing so bad. But, you know, I, I've been blessed during this pandemic, thank God. So there's so many people out there that's, you know, not fortunate, and it's just, this year has just been challenging in so many different ways, you know. So it's definitely, you count your blessings, you know, you count your blessings. So that's it. Mm -hmm. Totally with you on that. You know, um, it, there's so much going on in the world uh, that could make us down. But I think what separates um, those of us who are believers is being able to find the blessing even in the storm. And I have right. to do the same thing, um, being privileged enough to still be able to make an income from home. I know a lot of people don't have that and spend more time with my family and my son um, has been silver lining. It was like the bonding time we never got. Right. right? Family. Uh, so. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself beyond the bio, right? <laughs> and and I want you to jump right into the come up, right? Talk to me about your experiences or your young childhood experiences that you feel shaped your belief in Christ. Well, as far as my childhood, um, I'm the only child for my mom, that is, you know, and um, my mom, you know, I'm Jamaican. So she's a Jamaican mommy, um, which means she's strict. She's hard. It's all about education. It's all about respect. Like she, she taught me well, you know. So growing up, I didn't have any issues really. I, I, I would never got in trouble. I was always focused, especially in high school. I was um, very. Um, I, I was so much into activities, you know. I, I, I was in sports. I was in everything. I was a captain of my team. You know, I've always played a leadership role, really, in anything I did. And that was my main focus. Sports, academic, going to college. I didn't get in trouble, you know. So, and I believe that it was her um, values and, and how she brought me up. She was a very, she was a very hardworking mom, worked two jobs full time, 
So I spent most of my childhood really being at home, like being by myself, you know, and I believe I was, I was just always an independent person, even as a child, Mm -hmm. I had to be independent, but you know, she, she was just hardworking, you know, and, um, I went through school, I, you know, excelled, everything I did, went through college, you know, graduated college, and then life hits, (laughs) life begins, you know, and, you know, of course, we all have our struggles, our challenges, I've, you know, I've had some ups and downs, and I, I believe in my adult life, what has been the most memorable, scary, at the same time, scary experience is actually my journey to becoming a mom. Wow. You know, you you never know what someone is going through by just looking at them. And a lot of people don't know, don't know my story, but if you see me on like Instagram or social media, you right. would think I had such a wonderful pregnancy. No, <laughs> it started out like that. You know, um, just a quick story. I got married April 28th of 2019. June 10th, it was about six weeks later, I found out I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, smooth sailing. Yeah, you know, I was so, I was so happy. I mean, I was so happy. And um, September 5th of last year, you know, I felt something wasn't right. So I, Called my doctor, they kept on telling me, Oh, you're fine. It's you know, it's just the first trimester, you're good, you're good. I say, No, you know, I feel something is not right. Mm-hmm. I need to see the doctor now, like today. I don't want to wait tomorrow. I'm coming in today, not taking no for an answer. Mother <laughs> instinct. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was 17 weeks on that day, and I, I went into the doctor to check me and everything, and they saw that uh, my cervix was opened up so yeah, I could have just had the baby nowhere days later you never knew it would have happened and so I was rushed to St. Peter's Hospital and um, like I said the baby was already in position and everything to like be born at 17 weeks in position like down head down yeah like the like the um the bag was like literally at the top like trying to make its way in <laughs> Wow. And that was the day that I actually found out the text of the baby. You know, I didn't know before. I just said, you know, they saw right away it was a boy. I'm like, and as I was driving to the hospital, like, I was literally stairs, 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 stairs. Mm-hmm. But then I said, to, but then there was like a calming, like something calm came over me. And I said to myself, there's no way God would do everything that he did in the past couple of months for this to happen. Because, you know, there's some things that happened beforehand. I knew that, you know, this was, it was destined to be the way it's, it, it, it's supposed to be. So I just felt like there's no way he did all that just for me to like lose baby now. You know what I'm saying? You better. And, yeah. So I went to, to the hospital. They checked me and everything. And the next day, the um, surgeon actually said that he can try to save the pregnancy by doing a cervical cerclage. They had to stitch. 
cervix, you know, which is one of them. I believe that surgery was more painful than labor itself. It's very, very painful. And because I was, it was so bad, the cervix is like supposed to be like four centimeters long when you're pregnant or 40, you know, millimeters. Mine was seven millimeters. It's supposed to be 40. I was at seven, like literally nothing like there. Like, like you know, like if, if you understand yes. how serious. This could have escalated very quickly and sure. Very quickly. Yeah, it was very short. And so he said, this is, you know, this is very risky, more risky than normal because it's, I've, I'm at such a bad state already. You know, so he told me that um, the surgery went well, but he doesn't see the stitching lasting more than eight weeks, maybe 10 weeks. And that would have gotten me to 27 weeks. And then, you know, that was his. And I, and I, and I said to him, I remember I said to him, I said, you may say 10 weeks, but God's going to take me all the way. All the way. And I gave birth 40 weeks on the dot, on the on my due date. So, you know, he said 10 weeks. I went a whole, like, I think it was like um, three weeks. <laughs> so you see, so that, um, and in that moment, like I was on bed rest for six months. Mm. I, no one knew, you know, whoever knew that I was pregnant before, that was the only person I knew. No one else knew, like after that. I, I literally, I was so compliant with doctor's orders. I called my job Monday and I said, listen, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I, you know, I had to be in bed rest. I literally dropped everything. And I've always been a person that's always on the go. I've always been on the go. You know, I've always had two jobs. I've always been running around everywhere. But this for this, this six months, I literally had to just stay put. And I had to sacrifice for someone else who I've never even met but love so much, you know? So that, that has been the defining moment for me and, and especially with my faith in God, you know? I've, I'm a big believer on prayer. Like, doing the surgery allowed me to play my gospel music, <laughs> you know? Like, I... I I would say that he, I, I learned so much more to trust in him because the doctors may say this, he has a whole nother plan, you know, and you just have to have faith. You just have to believe. Even when like there's times that I've went in after the surgery for a checkup and they, they had to send me upstairs. Cause they're like, wait a minute. It looks like, like, what's going on, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God. And like, I still have more weeks to go. Like, please, like, you know, please. <laughs> Every time they check, you know, they say, okay, you're good. You're still the same length from when you had the surgery. God is good. <laughs> so, you know, um, experience has just been, I don't know, it's just been crazy. It's been it's been definitely been crazy, but I thank God for um, helping me through, and I thank God. And you know, I had I had good support. That's, that's vital having support 
My mom, you know, she made sure that I didn't do much. She came to cook for me. <laughs> My husband has been, you know, he's been so good. Like he helps me do everything in that time. So, you know, it's very important to have a support behind you as well. It makes everything better. Oh, that is fantastic. You know, I think I want to backtrack a little bit to the part of your story. You're saying that, you know, your mom, you had a very straightforward Christian upbringing. What, you know, now that you're a mom and I'm a mom, you know how, what a tough feat that was for your mother. And the thing is, Santria, y'all can't see her on here, but she is beautiful. So (laughs) even, you know, to raise a beautiful young woman who is still protected, covered by God, and just does what they're supposed to do in the United States when you're a single mom is like miraculous, right? Yeah. yeah. Have such a solid foundation on your faith that you're like, something came and you're like, this don't look like God. I don't have to accept it. Right, right. To know that is just powerful. So powerful. (laughs) Hearing that piece. Yeah. So I hope that encouraged someone who might be passing through something similar or challenging because um, October uh, was Infant Loss of Remembrance Month and so and Miscarriage Remembrance Month. And so um, I'm sure, you know, somebody may have lost a child or something and will hold on to the story that you're saying of like, know your God. Right, right. Doctor say, know your God. Thank you. That just that that just inspired me so much. Thank you so much. It's like that really was like a divining faith moment, right? And so let's talk about how that experience and maybe just your approach um, with God in general helps you approach your relationships, right? Because you're a professional, you're a medical professional, you, you have, you're a mom and you're busy and you also are a woman in ministry. How do you approach your relationships? What do you think is important for the alpha women listening in today to know about how you approach your friendships and relationships? Be true who you are be always like I always be true to who you are say what you mean and mean what you say I believe in I believe that if you don't have anything else you have your word and your word will carry you your word is 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 what will will um, make people trust you and believe you. So once you don't, once you feel like that, that you, I feel like you don't have much. You, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I always make sure that I am honest in everything that I do, in everything that I say. If I say, I promise you this, trust and believe, it will be that, you know? So it's just always being true to who you are. And I have not always been like that. You know, some of the experiences that I've had with past relationships helped me grow into this person I am today. Because, you know, like I, you know, like um, I've had a past relationship, first relationship in my, you know, my life where I allowed someone else to change me or to tell me who I should be. You know what I'm saying? And it took me a couple of years. I was younger. It took me a couple of years to realize that who that person wanted me to be is nothing compared to who I actually am. Nothing compared to who I actually am. Me a couple of years, you know. But once I grew into 
myself. And I realized that I am better than who they wanted me to be. It changed my entire outlook. And I started, you know, no matter, no matter what, I am going to be who I'm going to be. I'm not going to allow anybody else to dictate or to tell me what to do, how to live my life, what I should wear or like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like be who you are. And that is the best thing you can be for it. Not, not only for yourself, but for those around you, because you never know. You may inspire people. You don't even know you're inspiring. Just by the way you carry yourself, they will see you and they'll be like, wow, you know, that person exudes so much confidence and that's sexy. Confidence is sexy, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's, and that's a part of what makes an alpha woman, you know, being confident in who you are, sticking to your guns, you know, and, 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 and that also forms healthy relationship. You know, because I believe that those around you, people will always know, okay, you know what, Centria, that's a real person right there. Mm-hmm. I can go to this person, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever I, I may need. And she will, or he will be, be who I know she's going to be. Yep. You know, so, and, and, and like I said, I've not always been like that. Um, we all have been through relationships that um, may have broken some people, you know, like I was in a relationship for six years before, before my, uh, you know, got married six years and that relationship could have broken me. It could have. I was almost married to that person, you know, God forbid, I was married to that person and when I was 24 is when I realized that if I didn't get married to that person, I would be miserable because I'm not being me. I'm, I, I'm not free to, to live, you know, in my own skin, basically, my own mind, you know, and that's, and that's, a, and that's what a relationship needs. A relationship needs two people to be independent, to be themselves, you know, to be whole in who you are. And then you come together and don't allow the relationship to, to, um, like, um, change you or to make you lose yourself. If you love dance, keep on dancing, you know, if you love to dress a certain way, I mean, you know, modest, of course, you know, who you are, basically. I love it. I love what you just said there. Um, And the sticking point for me is a relationship is meant to be between two independent whole people. So all this stuff, you complete me. No, please, please, please be whole in Christ. Before you go and get into a situation and know who you are and be your full self. And right. that's so important because I think, um, you, you know, you, you, you see me, you know me quite a bit and I'm myself all the time. You like it. You don't like it. It's your cup of tea. It's not your cup of tea. I respect it if it's not. Um, and there might be things about other people that are not my cup of tea. Right. 
the the thing is being able to have the enough self-respect to bring your full self. And then um, I find a lot of times that when people don't have that and they witness someone else being their full selves, it makes them feel intimidated or less than. So yes. have you encountered that as you become more clear about who you are and standing in that, have you encountered the pushback from people, society, culture <laughs> of saying like, this is too much. I need you to change. Oh yeah. And um, I've lost a lot of friendship and that's fine because that means you are just not meant to be with me in my, in the stage that I am today. You know, um, I've always been a nice person and a lot of times a nice, nice people end up getting an advantage of, you know, which has been my story countless times, you know, and then I, I realized that when you start owning up to like, who you are and what you want and stop allowing someone else's opinions or advice to make you like, my point is that not every good advice is good for you. Not because an advice is good. It doesn't mean that it's going to work for what you have for your life. Right. And People need to understand that. I if if I had listened to a lot of people, I wouldn't have gotten married the month or even the year that I got married. And if I didn't get married in April, right, of 2019, I wouldn't have had my baby on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like don't be in tune with God. Be in tune with God. Follow your own destiny. Follow follow what you feel is necessary for your own life. Everybody has their own life to live, right? Not because someone says, oh, you know what? I think this is best. It doesn't mean it's best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what I learned. And I've lost a lot of um, people, friendship because of that that is okay because everyone has their own life to live you know and I don't really allow it to bother me because I believe in living life for you no matter what's going on you know yes everybody has (laughs) has to go through it Yes. Thank you for saying that. I think that's so important in understanding that our our seasons are individual. Our walk with God is individual. And you have to have a solid enough relationship to know what season you are in, despite the advice. Because, you know, I've I've been victim to that before. Everybody got good advice, want to tell Mm -hmm. you life. But if it goes south, you will be the one walking with it. Right. Also being willing to lose some folks. You know, people are so afraid to burn bridges. Trust God to catch you. It's a relationship that has to go, and that and that and you, it's, it's actually you said that because um, for years I thought never been a bridge because you never know, you never know when you may need that bridge again, you know. And that that mindset that I had crippled me in a lot of ways. It crippled my voice sometimes. It crippled the, you know my actions, you know, and. I say it crippled me because 
me having that mindset, I took a lot of bull, a lot of yes from people just to keep the peace, you know, just to um, be cool. And then later on, it's like, man, if I had just ended, stopped it right there, the moment uh, the BS started, I wouldn't even have, I, I wouldn't be in some of the situations that I put myself in just because I'm trying to keep the peace. And then later on, it all goes south anyways because it wasn't real. Not worth it. Not worth it. You know, I think for me, um, when it look when when you talk about life philosophies and and really being okay with that, right? The Bible says I will give you beauty for ashes, but you holding on to ashes and waiting for them to turn into beauty, girl. Let them go. Whoever needs to hear that message today, you're on the fence. You don't know, right? Ship or or thing is good for you. If God gave Eve another child after her son was killed, he, he will appoint a new friend, new lover. He is the God of second, third, fourth chances. Trust God yes. instead of holding on to what is mediocre. I love yeah, that. Yeah, because it's not, it's not worth it. Like life, like you just see that in 2020, life is too short. Life is too short. And if, and if, if something is, is too hard, you know, there's a friendship relationship that is just takes too much work. Just stop. What <laughs> you on that? It's too much effort. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like that. Okay. And it took me years to learn that. You know, it took me years to learn that. And because, like I said, I, I just, I just wanted to keep the peace with everybody. You, you can't. You can't. If you are at peace with everybody, that means that you're just not being yourself. You're, you're just not being yourself with yourself. Um, lying to yourself and others about your true feelings and who you are. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. All right. So let's um, talk about your brand, the, motivation, <laughs> the inspiration, the beautiful artwork, and, and what you think uh, people need to know about this entrepreneur venture that you're going on. Well, this is definitely new. You know, we, we, we started that Arrows brand this year. Um, actually, I was driving home one day. This was in April of this year, by the way. And it just came to my mind, like, you know, it'll be, you know my son's mi- middle name is Arrows. That's not his first name, but his middle name because he was born on Valentine's Day, you know, so we named him Arrows. And, um, and so it's E-R-O-S-C at the end, the last name, Tuneme. You know, and um, I decided, you know what? I want to build something for him. I, I, I don't want, like my mom has always instilled in me the values of saving, of having good credit, of, because she's like, when I say she, her credit is <laughs> through the roof. You know, she, she saves money. Like she is good. So she's always um, instilled that in me. So I wanted to start out and to build something substantial for my baby so that when he grows up, you know, he won't need anything. He won't lack anything, you know? And I feel, I feel like as parents, we should start that young. You know, it's, it's too often, especially Black folks and you know, African-Americans, it's too often that 
our kids grow up, right, not, um, kind of say how to put it, like our kids grow up harder or like not having something, just no value. I mean, and here's the thing, right? Like a lot of our, it sounds like you are first or second generation immigrant. When you're first gener- first or second generation immigrant, your parents have made a whole lot of sacrifice to come here and start from scratch. Right. Of them, you know, like, I don't know about you, but like, you know, some, like my, fa- my mom owned property and had all these things before she left. She walked away from all of that mm-hmm. to come and start brand new. And so, yes, they made a sacrifice and it may feel like we're setting, we're starting a setback from our peers and people who have been here for generations, but that doesn't mean that our children have to live that same reality. And I love having a blueprint in place because that's what, you know, um, I hope to create for my child too, of saying, just because I struggled on me, he have to struggle. Right. Making different choices. And I think what you were mentioning, which is essentially pruning your relationships to make sure that the relationships that your son grows up in, um, his attitude, his mindset about money, entrepreneurship, um, the value in, in having your own is so critical and so important. And you know what? It's what little black boys need, especially. Yes. <laughs> especially. Uh. To affirm them and approve them and to tell them, um, you know, you are an empire all within yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. I lo- since he's been, um, since he, he was born, every day I actually, I take him to the mirror. This is the cutest thing. I take him to the mirror and I speak to him. I said, you are intelligent. You are a king. You are wise. You are strong. You are a leader, not a follower. Since, and I still do it every day. Speak it, speak it to him, you know? So he, so he will grow up, especially in America and well, the world, basically, when Black men are, are just constantly, constantly, you know, being men. It's just, it's just too much. We're trying to tear them down. Yeah, so, you know, you have to start building them up from, from, from now. Yep. I'm with you on that. So, so as far as a brand, so yeah, um, and my husband is an artist. You know, he um, has his own website and everything. And so we decided to turn um, his artwork into a clothing brand. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, I just recently uh, placed my order for the Embodiment of Beauty t-shirt, the bright yellow. Oh, I'm wearing it actually right now, but you can't see very very um, beautiful beautiful work I mean just his artistry I think what's even more impressive is to find an African man who's pursuing their passion in art right and all that your husband has probably had to overcome and being able to stand by you who's supporting him and say honey this is the thing and we're going to pass this legacy down so kudos to you (laughs) to do that because it is deviating from the norm Mm mm-hmm Deviating from the norm. I love it. And I love the the, the artwork uh, that I see and just the dynamic that I watch you portray between you and him on social media. So um, thank you for sharing that part of your life with us. So as we go, are there any parting words for people who are listening in today? You talked about your coming of age story, your defining moments in faith, making a decision to be yourself and to honor that, even if it meant that you would lose people. What are your thoughts? <sighs> My thoughts, especially for the time that we are living in now, right? 
it's just too much going on. And I'm sure so many people are mentally broken. You know, mentally broken. Don't be spiritually broken. Because that, because your, your prayer life, no matter what's going on around you, just get into a secret place, a calm, secret place, and just in tune with God. Mm. Listen to music. You know, try to take your mind off what is going on around you mm-hmm. so that the devil does not continue, it doesn't continue to break you. You know? And I just feel like the, the only thing I'm, I'm like losing my decision of thoughts right now. <laughs> Good, you're. <laughs> I just feel like it's important to know who your friends are because that's that's, that's important. Having a strong support system, especially now. Away from negativity and just surround yourself with as much positivity as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And hold on to who you are. That, honestly, I feel like that is the, one of the most important things that I have had to. Um, realize is to just be yourself and be happy with that. Love it. Love it. Be yourself. Be happy with it. God didn't ask you to change. Don't allow people around you to ask you to change either. Be sincere too, right? Because yes, some other things that she got going on there in the character area. So this is not just be your own uh, trifling self. All being equal, right? And and having an honest self-view. Because no, because sometimes I'll say like, love yourself. And then people be like, yes, I'm going to love all the trifling stuff too. And not try no. to. So we got to be clear because this is a community about forward advancement and, and, and bettering ourselves character-wise. But I want to thank you so much, Santria, for coming on today, sharing a bit of your story, even how scary it was and reliving that um, as a way of inspiring other women to know their God. And if they don't, to draw closer, to draw nearer so that when life presents an alternative fact, we're going to call them alternative facts, you know the fact is that your God is supreme. Thank you. Bless you. And uh, we'll so much for having me. Mm-hmm. At A Day in the Life of the Upper Woman. <laughs> <laughs>